When we hear the word perfectionist, we tend to think of someone who places high expectations on themselves. And this is accurate. But did you know that this actually describes just one type of perfectionism? There are tons of books and articles out there describing a million and one different kinds of perfectionism, but the work of two experts stands out from the crowd. These two have sifted through tons of data on perfectionism, and they concluded that there are three types of perfectionism. But what are these three types, and how do we know which one we are? If you're ready to find out what type of perfectionist you are, or if you want to better understand a perfectionist that you know, you're going to want to stick around. Welcome to the 12 Inches Away podcast, a space for women who are ready to stop living in fear and start living with peace and confidence. I'm your host, Shoni Doosling, a personal development coach on a mission to help women liberate themselves from anxiety and mindsets that are holding them captive so they can get back to owning their life. Join me every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for helpful mindset hacks and tangible takeaways you can use to master your thoughts and unlock your full potential. When it comes to perfectionism, two of the greatest experts on the topic are Dr. Gordon L. Flett and Dr. Paul L. Hewitt. They've done a ton of research together and have written one of, if not the only, academic book on perfectionism to date. Through their research, Flett and Hewitt identified three types of perfectionism, and these are exactly what we're going to look at today. Throughout this episode, you're also going to hear me talking about something called the multidimensional perfectionism scale. Now, this is a scale that Flett and Hewitt put together, and it's basically a list of sentences, and you rate yourself based on how much each statement applies to you. So for people who fill it out, after they fill it out, they have a much better idea of which of the three strands of perfectionism applies to them. So if you hear me talking about the multidimensional perfectionism scale, that's what it is. So without further ado, let's look at the first type of perfectionism. Now, the first type of perfectionism is called self-oriented perfectionism. Flett and Hewitt, they describe this type of perfectionism as, quote, setting exacting standards for oneself and stringently evaluating and censoring one's own behavior, unquote. In other words, self-oriented perfectionists are those of us who set extremely high standards for ourselves and then are super strict about trying to make sure that our behavior lives up to those standards. So how can we know if we are self-oriented perfectionists? Drawing on that multidimensional perfectionism scale that I mentioned earlier, here are some signs that you might be a self-oriented perfectionist. Number one, you strive to be as perfect as you can be. So for example, if you're working on a project, you would obsess over every single detail trying to make it as perfect as possible. Number two, when you're working on something, you cannot relax until it's perfect. So for example, you've cleaned the house and everything is done and then you sit down to watch TV and you notice from the corner of your eye this pile of laundry It's just staring you in the face. So instead of being able to relax and do it later, there's this desire in you to get it done right now. 
Otherwise, you won't be able to relax. Number three, if you are a self-oriented perfectionist, it is important for you to be perfect at everything you attempt. So for instance, even if you get 97% on a test, it's not 100%, so it's not good enough. And to be honest, even if you did get the 100%, you would find other things that were not good enough. Like maybe you would tell yourself, for instance, that it should have been easier for you to get that grade, or maybe you shouldn't have had to study so much. Number four, if you are a self-oriented perfectionist, it makes you uneasy to see an error in your work. So for instance, if you submit a project at work and then you see a typo in it, you're going to feel uneasy because who knows how that error is going to make you look in front of them. These are the types of thoughts that would run through your mind. Number five, you feel the need to work to your full potential at all times. So for instance, if you're sick, you're definitely not going to stay home from work. You're going to go into work and push yourself as hard as you can because as a perfectionist, you need to work to your full potential at all times. Number six, you set very high standards for yourself. So for example, maybe you'll plan a weekly schedule for yourself and it's not actually possible for you to achieve it, but it just has everything in it. It's like the perfect schedule. And then as soon as you don't achieve that schedule, then you beat yourself up over it. So those are signs of being a self-oriented perfectionist. Now let's move to the second type of perfectionist, which is other-oriented perfectionism. Now, according to Flett and Hewitt, someone who is an other-oriented perfectionist is someone who has, quote, unrealistic standards for significant others, places importance on other people being perfect, and stringently evaluates others' performance, unquote. In other words, people with other-oriented perfectionism, they place super high standards on the people around them, and then they actively monitor whether those people are living up to their standards. For people who fall into this category of being other-oriented perfectionists, you would tend to get pretty irritated or frustrated when the people around you didn't meet your super high expectations. So how can you know if you are an other-oriented perfectionist? Drawing again on that multidimensional perfectionism scale, here are some signs that you might be an other-oriented perfectionist. Number one, you believe that the people who matter to you should never let you down. So let's say that you're hosting a small event for work and your friend has booked a ticket to attend. This is a super loyal friend who has no history of bailing on you before. So a day before the event, the friend tells you that they're extremely sick and they won't be able to make it. Knowing the type of friend that they are, you know that they're telling the truth and they must be extremely sick to be canceling. And yet, as an other-oriented perfectionist who holds the people around you to super high standards, there is a part of you that's actually upset with them for letting you down by not coming to your event. Number two, you expect others to excel at whatever they do. So for instance, your significant other has a professional exam coming up and they need to get a 70% to pass. So they take the exam and their results are in. They got an 85 and they're super excited about it. Now, while some people would be thrilled for their significant other in this situation, you find it hard to celebrate their achievement because they didn't really get an exceptional grade. I mean, they did pass, but to you, it's not really excelling. They didn't get 100%. 
Now, a third sign that you might be an other-oriented perfectionist is that it bothers you when people don't try to improve themselves. So for instance, let's say you have a friend who plays football. He enjoys it and he does really well, but he's okay to kind of stay at his skill level and not improve. This would drive you absolutely crazy. Now, a fourth sign that you're an other-oriented perfectionist is that it's important to you that people you're close to are successful. So for example, you might want your best friend to hold a higher position at her work than she currently does. Number five, you cannot stand to see people close to you make mistakes. So for example, if you are at a nice dinner and your spouse accidentally drops cutlery on the floor twice, can you believe it twice? (laughs) You would be super embarrassed and you might even be irritated towards them for having made a mistake. Number six, if you ask someone to do something, you expect it to be done flawlessly. So let's say that you're holding an event, for instance, and your daughter is there to help you decorate. You leave her to do her part while you do other things. And when you come back, she did exactly what you told her, but it's not up to your standards. If you're an other-oriented perfectionist, you might get frustrated with her or you might just be internally frustrated and you might even just redo the whole thing yourself. Now, those are some signs of other-oriented perfectionism. So what is the third and final type of perfectionism? That is a great question. I'm glad that you asked. It is socially prescribed perfectionism. So Flett and Hewitt describe this type of perfectionism as someone's, quote, belief or perception that significant others have unrealistic standards for them, evaluate them stringently, and exert pressure on them to be perfect, unquote. So in other words, socially prescribed perfectionism is when we feel like the people closest to us are always putting way too much pressure on us and we're always trying to live up to those expectations. Drawing from the multidimensional perfectionism scale once again, some signs that you might be a socially prescribed perfectionist are number one, you believe that other people do not approve of you when you don't succeed. So for instance, if you're a marathon runner and you come in second place, you might worry that your family is not going to approve of you because you didn't come in first. Number two, you believe that it's hard to meet the expectations that others set on you. So for instance, after work, maybe you feel pressured when you come home that you need to be on all the time and have lots of energy to engage with other people, even though after a long workday, it's absolutely exhausting. So these types of expectations would feel very hard for you. Number three, you believe that those around you expect you to succeed at everything that you do. So for example, You might believe that others expect you to not only keep a spotless house, but to also perform flawlessly at work, have a perfect marriage, a perfect family, be volunteering, be on a sports team, and just be doing all of these things to an exceptionally high standard. Number four. Now, a fourth sign that you might have socially prescribed perfectionism is that you believe that the people around you think you're incompetent if you make a mistake. So for instance, if you fumble over your words during a presentation at work, you might worry that your team or your colleagues will think you're incompetent. Number five, you feel that people expect more from you than you're capable of giving. Let's use a simple example. Let's say that you always feel that you need to answer your text messages immediately 
even when you're completely tapped out, your energy is just completely drained. Because in your mind, if you don't respond immediately, others are going to judge you. And this belief feeds this feeling within you that others have expectations on you that you cannot meet. Now, those are all examples of socially prescribed perfectionism. Now that we've covered the three different types of perfectionism, which one applies the most to you? For me, I know I definitely have elements of all three, but my highest is self-oriented perfectionism. How about you? Do you have more than one that applies to you? Now, if you fall into any of the categories above, what can you do about it? That's a great question. The best thing that you can do to start getting rid of perfectionist grip on you is to increase the sense that you are worthy of love and acceptance. A lot of perfectionist tendencies are driven by a lack of confidence and a lack of self-worth. So in order to reinstill the sense of you being worthy, I encourage you to take a look into something called self-compassion, which is actually a framework that you can work through to become more compassionate with yourself and start practicing this on yourself as soon as you can. Now, if you want to accelerate your journey to self-compassion, I've put together a free resource just for you. It's a seven-day workbook that teaches you the exact basics of self-compassion. To access this resource, just go to 12inchesaway.com free resources, or you can click on the link in the show notes that's for a workbook called You Are Enough, a seven-day workbook for perfectionists. Now we're almost at the end of today's podcast, so let's just summarize what we've learned. First, we learned that according to Flett and Hewitt, who are two experts in the field of perfectionism, there are three types of perfectionism. These are self-oriented perfectionism, other-oriented perfectionism, and socially prescribed perfectionism. Now let's just go through each of these for a quick summary. Self-oriented perfectionism is when you place high standards on yourself. Other-oriented perfectionism is when you place high standards on others. And socially prescribed perfectionism is when you believe that others are placing high standards on you. Now the common factor between all of these is that the standards are always too high to actually achieve. Now, as I mentioned, if you are a perfectionist, do not worry, there is hope. I would love to help you accelerate your journey to self-compassion. So like I said, download the seven-day workbook, either at the link that I said earlier or click the link in the show notes for the seven-day workbook. Now, if you want one-on-one help to overcome your perfectionism, or if you're even just thinking about it, but you have some questions, message me on Instagram or Facebook at 12 inches away. And the links for those are in the show notes. Another thing you can do is to book a free 30 minute perfectionism game plan session with me. And after 30 minutes, you're going to have a customized plan for how to get over your perfectionism. So the link for that is also in the show notes. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. But don't worry, there are plenty more ahead. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for weekly chats on things like perfectionism and anxiety. If you're loving this podcast, share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating or leave a review to help us reach even more people. And as always, I love hearing from you guys. So if you want to connect, hop over to my Instagram or Facebook page and send me a message or comment on one of the posts. The links are in the show notes.